Hello, good to have you with us on Red Barn Radio. I'm Brad Becker. We are celebrating the 20th season of Red Barn Radio, and tonight we welcome you to show number 759. The Marble Creek Rangers is an acoustic-based Americana band from Central Kentucky. Though these guys perform their own tunes, they're also skilled enough to dish up some great covers from Jimmy Martin to Led Zeppelin which anyone who has heard them out will tell you about. After hearing tonight's program, you'll surely want to learn more about them online or track them down for their next performance near you. The band features Eric Cummins, Brandon Bolds, Mike DeLong, Don Rogers, and Brandon May. Welcome the Marble Creek Rangers to Red Barn Stage. Well, the old man jumped down off the top rail And he squinted and stared across the track And when big red blue back to that Kentucky sky All he grinned and he slapped me on the back Said it's a world filled with signs and wonders And I'm standing here to tell you son Gonna come a time you'll be glad you were alive Say you seen that big horse Red Barn Radio's official radio partner, NPR for Central and Eastern Kentucky. 
Listen online at weku.org. Red Barn Radio is presented with the financial support of LexArts, Lexington, Kentucky's premier cultural development, advocacy, and fundraising organization. LexArts, working for the development of a strong and vibrant arts community as a means of enhancing the quality of life in Central Kentucky. And by Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information? Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com. If you live here in Kentucky, you'll probably know every member of the Marble Creek Rangers because they've collectively played a huge part in shaping the music culture in this region over the past 15 to 20 years. Several have been with us here on Red Barn Radio one time or another, either solo or supporting other bands. These are some of our region's finest pickers, friends, and we are so pleased to present them to you tonight. Welcome the Marble Creek Rangers to the Red Barn stage. Without the hurt and pain away, give you back the reason to believe. Evangeline, Evangeline. I didn't some little country churchyard. Down on your knees among the stones. And I would brush your tears away, pull the hair back. So much about this life that I can't understand It's so hard to live on faith When the thing you love the most in life is torn away And there's a black hole in its way Evangeline 
Great to have you guys here and tell folks about your sort of musical path when it started. And I was born down the road in Paris, Kentucky, not long after high school. I mortified my parents and my um, teachers by, instead of going to college, uh, going on the road and playing music in a band, which they were pretty sure was going to be a direct line to prison. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been. <laughs> there were several times along the way that it was cutting cutting it pretty close, but uh, it was something that I always felt called to do, and, and so I, I played um, uh, either full-time or, or, or uh, part-time musician my whole life. Were you called to play, do you feel, as early as like your your middle school years, or what did it sort of happen? Uh, it was high in school? high school. My mother was a, uh, a huge music fan, and she was really young when I was born. She was a teenager when I was born, so we kind of grew up together, and she, she loved the Stones, and the, she had great taste in music. At my grandmother's house, she listened to old country, Lefty Frizzell and George Jones, and she loved bluegrass music. I heard Flat and Scruggs and Bill Monroe and Jimmy Martin. And then my mother uh, was a f kind of a flower child, and, and so she liked Dylan and the Stones and the Beatles. And so in hindsight, I understand how, how lucky I was to not have to listen to, like, Toby Keith or something. Oh, yeah, really. Well, I fired up that old engine, and I leaned into the wind past the buildings and the houses. I may never see again I once thought that I belonged here And now I don't know why But I didn't feel the need To wake you up to say goodbye To say goodbye well, Ever since I was a child My dreams were bigger than this town my past feels like an anvil I'm condemned to drag around And I'm so tired of looking at The disappointment in your eyes So I didn't feel the need To wake you up to say goodbye To say goodbye I put a few more miles beneath these wheels Set aside anger that we've carried on 
songs were some of the first songs that I learned to play and then uh, I worked backwards to the blues from him and so when I was by the time I was 19 or 20 I, I was really into like Sun House and Robert Johnson a lot of oh the, wow okay a lot of the Delta Blues guys and, and that's the first stuff that I could play on guitar fairly proficiently I worked really hard at it and got to work and of course it's completely unmarketable there was no clamoring for <laughs> <laughs> I remember that point in my life when I, I said you know I, I just got to get out and find out like what that Robert Johnson stuff means. This box set came out and I went and got it. I was just not ready for it. Like I couldn't access it. Blues is such a broad genre that, that you know, you, there are more urban and polished guys that people tend to hear a little bit more. Like B.B. King is the, the obvious example of someone whose stuff is very accessible and someone who w might not even be a fan of the genre would be able to listen to that. And, and, and Robert Cray. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. But when you get back to, you know, Book of White and Sunhouse and a lot of those guys, it's very, very raw and emotional and, and not polished in any way. And you got to be in a, it's like reading Cormac McCarthy. you got to be in a certain place to, yeah, to right. read it and get it. And uh, uh, th those guys were, you know, were living their music. And that, that had enormous appeal to me at that time. The authenticity really spoke to me. So, huh. so it, it, was a, it was a big part of my life. Yeah, yeah. Where'd you go from there? So you were 19, maybe, let's I say. I played uh, in clubs and, and traveled around playing until I was in my 30s, and then uh, I met the girl that I ultimately married, and these two things weren't particularly related, but around the age of 35, I thought, you know, well, where am I going to be living in a few years? I'd given a, a pretty good shot to playing full-time. Uh, around that time, I started working uh, at Woodcut Guitar Shop, and, and it was a natural fit for me. And uh, I settled in Lexington and was really happy here. I'm very lucky to play with really good musicians in all my projects. Well, yeah. And, and uh, that's an inspiring thing for me, all the guys I work with. And, and, and the, the, the cool part about it is we're all friends, too. So I'm able to still create and write songs and, and, pl and play a lot and, and, and have a job and sleep inside. Uh -huh. We manage to do about three or four shows a year when everyone's schedule is free. It's eight guys, so lining. Uh. You probably play in 30 bands. I have an a, a electric band that does a kind of Americana music, and I write a little bit called the Eric Cummins Band. Okay. And uh, we were playing pretty steadily until COVID, and then a lot of the venues that we were working at that time kind of quit having music. So it's been on a little bit of a hiatus. And also around that time, I was writing a lot of songs for this band. And so um, I, I really put a lot of energy into the Rangers and trying to get our record done and, and, uh, and, and promote that. And uh, uh, now I'm, I'm doing a, a, another project with uh, some friends called the Northside Quartet, and it's an R&B kind of blues thing that's about ready to go out and, and do some gigs. So oh, all right. I say busy. Yeah, it sounds like it. Well, he was a bluegrass man. He loved to listen to the banjos ring, and he'd stand there all night long. Just trying his best to sing That high Ralph Stanley 
that his notes were always flat in the festival parking lot you could get away with that he had an old d28 that he could barely play it was a 1941 and it was always in good shape he could play g c and d in that jimmy martin run it was always out of tune but he always had good fun he'd say you can't have drums in a bluegrass band these hippies have got to go too many chords in a country song take away its soul the sticker on this guitar case tells all you need to know it says i'd rather kiss a rattlesnake than listen to rock and roll raised on flat and scrubs the stanley brothers and bill monroe that's the music that he always loved and he'd darn sure let you know he'd go on for hours and hours just as long as you let him talk like listening to a record skip until you had to take the needle off he loved to hear keith whitley sing back in his younger days but said that ain't bluegrass boys when they brought in the electric bass that's what ruined old jd crow and the Osborne brothers too and that's something bill monroe just would not ever do and he'd say you can't have drums in a bluegrass band these hippies have got to go and too many chords in a country song to take away its soul the sticker on this guitar case tells all you need to know it says i'd rather kiss a rattlesnake than listen to rock and roll yeah, I'd rather kiss a rattlesnake than listen to rock and roll. It started out, I was playing uh, uh, an electric gig with my electric band at Cheapside, and we were just too loud for the room, and we talked about, you know, just playing and playing acoustic guitars, and so we, we tried that and went pretty good, and, and we thought, well, we can do this. And so it, at that time, we were essentially just playing our songs, uh, Eric Cummins' band songs, acoustically. And then Don came and played... Uh, sometime in the early infant stages of that, came down and played and played some mandolin and fiddle, and it, you know it just went great. It, Talking and, about a few years ago. Yeah, this uh, has been 2015 maybe or 16. We started just kind of switching the, the emphasis of what we were doing, and then I started to have a lot of fun with it. And I thought, well, what we could do now is, is all <laughs> these uh, bluegrass and Celtic, you know, and and cool acoustic things that really weren't a good fit for the other band, and so. And so we began to, to kind of switch the format. And then after we did it, I don't know, three or four months, it just made more sense to call it really what it was, which is another band. We named it the Rangers. In the early stages, uh, we were really just trying to, to, uh, to do covers that were cool and, and fun to do. And then after we played together for a while, it was, it was so much fun, I thought, well, I'm gonna write some songs and see, see how that goes. And that's how Evangeline and Union Pacific and all those songs came about. Yeah, I have really eclectic taste in music, and I listen to a lot of different stuff. And the cool thing about these guys is, is they'll they'll climb on stage, and and whatever I call out, they'll follow me down that road, even if they haven't played it before. Anyone's seen the band live, they know we're pretty fearless. I mean, we'll if, if we think we can play it, we'll try it. Huh. So, uh, and it usually works out. Well, very nice. Well, all around this house, I see. Angry ghosts of you and me 
Sometimes through a veil of tears They haunt my days and disappear The empty room still bears scars And the echoes of a thousand wars and In this dying light I see Angry ghosts of you and me Around this lonely town I see Angry ghosts of you and me In the empty bars, the memories of a thousand wars. Well, I wish that they could find some peace somewhere beyond the pain and grief. Prisoners of eternity, the angry ghosts of you and It's called It's a Long Road to Harlem. <clears throat> Ready? One, two, three. Oh 
so I don't know what I find out on that long road back to park because I got trouble Up in Nashville, I've been sleeping right beside of that mighty Cumberland River. She was muddy deep and wide. I'm broke and busted, my tires are bald and flat. My guitar strings are rusted, and my head won't hold my hat. And that road will make a wreck out of you. Yeah, that road will make a wreck out of you. When you make your money from town to town, you can't go home, you can't slow down. 
back with more Red Barn Radio after this break. Red Barn Radio, roots music, southern style. We'll be right back. up in Nashville, I had a ringing in my head, from the words a wise man told me, and this is what he said, he said, that road will make a wreck out of you, yeah, that road will make a wreck out of you, when you make your money from town to town, you can't go home, you can't slow down, and you hope a little good luck comes through, but that road will make a wreck out of you, yeah, that road Welcome back. This is Red Barn Radio, recorded live from the Arts Place Performance Hall in Lexington, Kentucky. Red Barn Radio, roots music, Southern style. Quit singing these old songs, but I know that making music is way down in my bones. And that road will make a wreck out of you. Yeah, that road will make a wreck out of you. When you make your money from town to town, you can't go home. I had a ringing in my head From the words a wise man told me And this is what he said He said that road will make a wreck out of you Yeah, that road will make a wreck out of you When you make your money from town to town You can't go home, you can't slow down And you hope a little good luck comes through But that road will make a wreck out of you Yeah, that road will make a wreck Close down this bar Cause it don't matter when I get home I stumble and fall But I'm learning to walk on my own Now that you're gone Now that you're gone I pull off my boots And I leave my keys out on the stand I look in the mirror 
But I don't even know who I am now that you're gone. Now that you're gone. And I rattle around in an empty old house once rang with the sound of your voice. And I search every day for some way to go on because I know now I don't have a choice now that you're gone. Now that you're gone face with the man I've become now that you're gone now that you're gone now that you're gone Could you introduce the dudes up here with you? Absolutely. Would you mind? Back here on the drums is somebody I played with off and on for 30, a, 30 years, 25, a long time. Huh? Mr. Mike DeLong. On the bass is Brandon May, who uh, plays not only in this band and the Almond Butter Band, but if something were to happen to him, the music scene in Lexington would collapse <laughs> on its face. Cause <laughs> he holds down the low end in a lot of uh, bands. Likewise, to my left, Brandon Bowles. Plays not only in this band, but in about 19 other really good bands. And is a multi-instrumentalist, one of the most talented guys I know. And then obviously Mr. Don Rogers, great songwriter and, and multi-instrumentalist as well. And Don, you want to give sort of a formal introduction to Eric, even though we've become acquainted with him, but for somebody who's just tuning in. Eric Cummins is on the guitar and, and really has been the leader of this band um, since its inception. He lives here in Lexington, works over at Wilcut Guitars, and is a multi-talented guy, one of the best songwriters in town. Well, I was out there making music, acting like I did not care, trying to sell some records that wasn't going anywhere. Then I looked at the stage and the screaming fans, a revelation hit me square. If I'm gonna hit the big time, I'm gonna need a lot more hair. On my face, down my back, sticking straight up in the air. The greasier, the better, good Lord, I do declare. I could write a song, play a mean guitar, start gigging everywhere. But if I'm going to hit the big time, I'm going to need a lot more hair. Thank you. 
Big old chops like old laid backs or a McKinley ponytail. A big old beard like Arthur Hancock's might make my record sell. But clean cut bad luck and empty rooms, good Lord, I've had my share. And if I'm gonna hit the big time, I'm gonna need a lot more hair. On my face, down my back, sticking straight up in the air. The greasier, the better, good Lord, I do declare. I could write a song, play a mean guitar, start gigging everywhere. But if I'm gonna hit the big time, I'm gonna need a lot more hair. If I'm gonna hit the big time, I'm gonna need a lot more hair. It's hard to give enough devotion to any one project um, when you gotta keep them all going at the highest level that you can bring to it. Um, so that's probably the, the hardest part. There's a couple different levels to the experience. One is it's very satisfying if you work hard 10 hours a day and then you go out and you play a gig on Friday or Saturday night. There's nothing that feels better than that sort of contrast. However, if you're paying attention to, to the quality of what you're doing when you're playing, it really does suffer at least to some extent if you can't devote a lot of time to practicing and you know and um, and really working on what you're doing that's always been part of balancing work with playing too is balancing work with practicing you've just recently retired I recently from a retired job. and that's that's one of the um, uh, the things that has clued me into just how much I've missed out on being able to really focus on the instrument now that I'm retired I can spend a lot of time on my writing by playing of each instrument and, and, you know, trying to be more competent on all those things. Your little kids are now big kids and kind of in independent. Is it easier now for you? Not that we're going out to play, perform as much as you did when, say, back in the days when they were little kids and you abandoned them every weekend to go out and play live someplace. <laughs> That's the other thing. And Brandon Bowles can tell you, he's got kids that were the age that mine were when I was playing a lot of music, running a lot of kids, all that stuff, and I think Brandon's in the middle of that right now. And that's, you talk about diversity. You're working all day, and you're running kids, and you're getting involved in their stuff. Brandon's kids both play music, and they're out doing stuff all the time, having a big time. How old are they, Brandon? They're 9 and 11. Woo! I stepped out into the morning, and the air was fresh and cold. Had the rifle that he gave me, I turned 17 years old. I worked my family's farm in those long years before the war. And now I know I won't never be the way I was before. When I walk behind the mule team in the warm rich and black and plow the delta bottom land, a hot sun on my back. I'd never been a soldier or seen a young man die or seen the trail of cannonballs all black against the sky. Across the green fields of Shiloh I see rows of soldiers lying where they fell Across the green fields of shallow Burned forever in the memories of the one Who lived the tears 
We marched up from Mississippi through the hills of Tennessee. I kept choking back the fear that I felt rise inside of me. When we fell upon the Yankees and when the first shots filled the air, I could only think of home and all my family waiting there. We pressed them back from Pittsburgh and landed where the Tennessee River bends. Through a constant hail of musket balls, the Federals dug in. We could not break their ranks, and we fell back to defend. In the hard light of the rising sun, we lost 10,000 men. Across the green fields of Shiloh, I've seen rows of soldiers lying where they fell. Across the green fields of Shiloh, burn forever in the memory of the one who lived a tale. get to play music together so that's pretty fun one's a drummer and piano player and the other one plays guitar for any of the folks around that know the music scene there is a serious shortage of good drummers and so brandon's solution is <laughs> to raise his own, drum. own raise a drummer right. which is really big picture thinking <laughs> and I, I regret more than i can say not having back when that was still a possibility followed that good example yeah yeah as we get older, even when there isn't a pandemic, we have to contend with the passing of, you know, an increasing number of folks that we care deeply about. And Don, I saw, I think it was your post on Facebook where you talked about there've been so many folks that have left our midst this year. Think of Tom T. Hall and John Prine. And then on December 24th, J.D. Crow. I wondered if, if maybe you and, and maybe Brandon too, since you're a banjo player, if you guys could talk a little bit about his impact on you. I really think that J.D. Crow is the first music that I remember hearing in my house. My, my dad was going to bluegrass festivals when I was a kid in the early 70s, and he bought those um, early Tony Rice and J.D. Crow records that J.D. Crow played on. And I remembered those records when I was a kid. Like, we used to look at the record and play that and, and really get into it. And so when I was 15, the first sort of serious uh, pursuit of playing music that I had was I took banjo lessons from a local sort of J.D. Crow disciple in Winchester where I grew up who was this guy named Floyd Faulkner. He really kind of drilled it into me, and I... I got an ear for that J.D. Crow sound and the tone and all that, and I just lived inside of that world of Crow and Tony Rice, too. And, of course, we lost Tony Rice the Christmas mm, before last in 2020. Right. Losing those two guys really was a big uh, vacant, created a big vacancy in my sort of, you know, 
at least internal world of who I've latched onto for many years for mm. inspiration. Yeah. Brandon and I were just talking about Crow before we started playing and what yeah. we've kind of dug into the last few days, a couple weeks, uh, listening back on. JD is such a huge forefather in, in terms of the banjo. I mean, this banjo, it's, it's kind of inspired by his style of banjo, which is the RB75 Gibson. Tonally, banjo players know there's, there's like maple banjos, and there's maple players, and then there's mahogany banjos, and there's mahogany players, you know. JD was always the mahogany sounds, and, and his tone is just, it just kind of, it's what I hear in my head when I hear bluegrass, you know. And so definitely, you know, been fortunate to, to see him around here mm. a, a number of times, not as much as I wish I could. He's a huge influence on me. And, and like Don was saying, the, the music he made with Tony together, I mean, that kind of shaped a lot of, and influenced a whole generation of people. And we were lucky to, you know, kind of be there. Yeah. Well, the rain came down hard and fast, the river began to rise. And I'm in love with the green-eyed girl who's living on the other side, oh, living on the other side. Now the river run hard and muddy, the river run deep and wide. I'm here burning for my green-eyed girl living on the other side, oh, living on the other side. Poor boy standing down at the Valley View Ferry Though I know that the ferry can't run and the water gets high I'm a heartbroken boy down at the Valley View Ferry Hoping for a chance to see my baby tonight
what are some of your thoughts about how a town supports its artists? And we would get evidence of that by the number of venues where there are to Venues perform. are part of it. And I think uh, also to support for festivals and, and uh, the things around town, Thursday Night Live and things, things of that nature. Um, music uh, in particular in the arts in general have to be, I think for a quality of life in any metropolitan area, that, that, that's a huge factor and, and, and leadership in the government has to recognize that it has value that's beyond anything monetary, it's just a quality of life issue. There have been great musicians around here for a long time. It's a human thing to equate fame with talent and those things mm. often aren't the same thing. Yeah. And you can go to a lot of clubs uh, for many years around here and, and, and see guys who are very, very gifted players. You could go see Ben Lacey, who's one of the best guitar players in the world at, at any little club around town. He's mesmerizing. You know, he's, a, he's just a brilliant player. And he's not on TV, and that's the metric that gets people's attention. You know, if I see this person, you know, in, in some, uh, you know, television, some format that's, that's national, then, then it's obviously something I should pay attention to. But the, the reality is there are a lot of really gifted players here, and, and they're, they're worth, you know, checking out. And, and, uh, and, again, I think if a town wants to really be a great place to live, it's impossible to do that without at least, you know, trying to foster some kind of music scene. In Lexington, especially in the past few years, there's been a really, like, hardcore music fan base of people that you know who you are if you're out there. Yeah. <laughs> and thanks to you out there, music super fan. Yeah. I was just going to say that um, I think in my mind, the timeline for when things became noticeably better in Lexington is when Willie's Locally Known opened up on North Broadway. And Arthur Hancock sort of went out of his way to invite everybody that he, could, that he knew and didn't know to come and play in that place and, and get something happening. Red Barn Radio came down there and did a few shows. And I think Red Barn Radio sort of helped energize that um, recent movement too. And then you get all these talented people who start thinking, oh, well, I can try to write some songs and you know get more proficient on my instrument. And then it just sort of you know takes off and there's enough of a system around, enough of a culture around to take it in. It's Saturday night, and a blue sky is falling. Low on the lights of the town. The hard work you said, well, I still can recall him. I know where you can be found. Somewhere tonight, in the arms of a stranger, you're leaving our sweet love behind. Walls of this house with the evening sand. 
Red Barn Radio's official radio partner, NPR for Central and Eastern Kentucky. Listen online at weku.org. Red Barn Radio is presented with the financial support of LexArts, Lexington, Kentucky's premier cultural development, advocacy, and fundraising organization. LexArts, working for the development of a strong and vibrant arts community as a means of enhancing the quality of life in Central Kentucky. And by Visit Lex. Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information? Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com. Red Barn Radio's executive producer is Ed Commons, who also directs our show. The Red Barn Radio playout theme, Wookie Foot, was taken from a live performance of the Wooks here on Red Barn Radio. More at wookoutamerica.com. Red Barn Radio, Roots Music, Southern Style. The best music from the roots of the South and sharing this music with the world. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Kathy Stamps. There are so many people to thank for our program. First, the Marble Creek Rangers, our guests this evening, and our volunteers and staff who make our production happen so beautifully each and every week. Thank you all for listening to our webcast, watching us on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook, and those listening to us on the network of Red Barn stations and media worldwide. Red Barn Radio comes to you from our home, the Arts Place Performance Hall in downtown Lexington, Kentucky. Our website has updates and further information on our guests and our program. We're on the web at redbarnradio.com. And now once again, please welcome back the Marble Creek Rangers to the Red Barn stage. One, two, three. Left my mama crying back on the island's rocky shore right across the broad land, and I won't be back no more. Won't be back no more for the seen the last of me. In America, that be a great railroad to the sea. Queen and Pacific, out on the broad high plain. Well, I'm off to make my fortune when nobody knows my name.
boss in the spring of 65 with a hauls to the brass. We were barely half alive. Barely half alive, boy, hungry and lonely. We're swinging that big camp, 7,000 miles from home. Union and Pacific, out on the bar high plain. I'm off to make my fortune, nobody knows my name. Water in the daytime for a long day light of track No whiskey in the heat just to ease my aching back Saving all my wages up my own peace land I'll be working for myself, not for any other man But the Union and Pacific out on the broad high plain I'm off to make my fortune when nobody knows my name Union and Pacific out on the broad high plain I'm off to make my fortune Nobody knows my name.